You're listening to Ink and Sage, a tiny podcast for writers. Reading and reacting to first lines and paragraphs sent in by lovely writing folk just like you. My name is Sage. Let's get into the ink. This podcast would not be possible without you brave souls who put your work on the sacrificial altar. I mean send your work in for reaction. I want to remind you that my opinions are just that. Opinions. They're just my feelings about the work, and are not judgment on your value and worth as writers or as people. My intention always is to be positive and helpful, but please remember that I am not an editor, agent, or industry professional. You may want to take what I say with several grains of salt. Out of Sight by Liam Saville The woman sitting across from me was Rakethin, in her late 50s or early 60s, and had obviously been crying. It would be a good bet that whatever it was that had brought her to my office was behind her tears. I handed her the tissue box from a shelf behind my desk, and she nodded her thanks as she took one, wiped her eyes, and screwed the tissue into a ball in her hand. I adore the feel of this opening. It gives the impression of noir detective fiction, but in a gentle way, without being heavy-handed or becoming a parody of itself. It's quite sparse as far as descriptions go, and I quite like that. I will admit that I don't read a whole heck of a lot of crime fiction, but this makes a nice change from what I have read in the past. It's refreshing to have this kind of opening without making a play-by-play of the woman's appearance, and for the damsel in distress to not be a stereotypically attractive dolly bird and obvious object of lust for the hero, or heroine, Remember, we haven't been given any information about them yet. Of course, there's nothing to say that a more mature woman can't be a romantic interest. 50 is the new 30, and I'm going off on a tangent. Having said that I love this opening, there is one sentence that I am less enamoured of. It would be a good bet that whatever it was that had brought her to my office was behind her tears. I understand what it's saying, but I found myself tripping over it while I was recording. I wonder if there is a way to write this sentence leaner so that it fits in more with the rest of the opening. I really do adore this, though. I'm very keen to find out what's caused this woman's tears and what our protagonist is going to do about it. Thank you so much for your submission, Liam. I can't wait to finish the story. The Fairies Want Me Dead by Mark Hood We stood in a long windowless room, empty apart from sandbags piled up against the far wall. He sealed the door behind us with a gesture. He was an imposing figure, seven feet tall and wider than a doorway across the shoulders, wearing an oversized white coat which strained at the seams. 
His skin and hair were so pale as to be pure white, and a single row of horns ran in a decreasing series from his head and along his neck. A row of gentle bumps in the back of his coat suggested they continued the full length of his spine. He wore no shoes on his hooved feet, and his hands bore fingers twice as long as I'd expect them to be, and more of them than was usual. Right away there's a feeling of menace. The fairies really do want me, whoever that me is, dead. We don't know who our protagonist is, or where they are, but we get a good description of their companion. It's clear that this large, many-fingered being is acting in a protective capacity towards the protagonist, but are they doing so willingly, and can they be trusted? Given that the title tells us we're dealing with fairies, and we all know how dangerous they can be, I'm inclined to say no. That should make for quite an intriguing story. I did stumble a little over the line, his skin and hair were so pale as to be pure white, and a single row of horns ran in a decreasing series from his head and along his neck. I'm having trouble picturing it, and that makes it a difficult sentence to read out. It's definitely not a bad sentence, though perhaps a little long. My instinct would be to split it into two sentences, but that's personal preference again. I'm quite keen to see where the story goes. Thanks, Mark, for sending it in, and please do let me know where I can get my hands on the rest of it. That's all for today. If you'd like to submit your first paragraph, please email inkandsage.podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to include your name or pen name and the title of your work. If you'd prefer to remain anonymous, just say so in the email. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating and reviewing, and perhaps follow the podcast on Twitter at, at inkandsagepod. Thanks for listening, and until the next episode, happy writing.